Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Michael Kelly, Amy Mark scores alongside uh-huh. you, and now we are joined by the KMOX Sports Fella Matt Polly, sponsored by Renner Garage Door. R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family-owned and top-rated, RennerDoorSTL.com. Matt Polly, how the heck are you? I am doing well. How are you guys? Fabulous. We're doing fabulous. Now, I feel like... Since I am a faithful follower of your social media, mm-hmm, that ditto. we shouldn't bury the lead here. Yes, uh, my uh, my wife and I we officially made the public announcement yesterday that uh, my wife is expecting our uh, our second child. So, uh, very Congratulations to the Pollies! Hey now. Thank you. Goodness gracious! Now you have one child already, a daughter. How old is she? Uh, she is four. And so, so she's fine. she's able to grasp the concept uh, a little bit that she's going to be a big sister. Yes, she is very. Uh, she has no problem grasping uh, this concept. She's very excited. Good for her. That's so fun. Well, congratulations, Matt. I guess now to the sports front. Um, this is apropos of nothing, but uh, obviously Shohei Otani's contract, $700 million contract has been in the news, continues to be in the news. And uh, Mason Jar, my fiance, sent me this, uh, I guess it was a tweet earlier today. This is the Dodgers 2040 payroll. The Dodgers 2040 payroll so far is $84 million. They will be paying Freddie Freeman $5 million and Freddie Freeman will be 50 years old. They will be paying Mookie Betts, who is 47 years old, $11 million. And they will be paying Shohei Otani, who will be 45 years old, 45 years old in 2040, $68 million. That's a, a heck of a future payroll for the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because of this Otani contract being so big, so many people have really started to take note of the deferred money. Deferred money is something that exists for just about every team in baseball. The Cardinals have certainly uh, deferred their fair share of salary and contracts that they've, uh, that they've given out uh, over time. Uh, a lot of people are, are looking at this and saying that maybe Major League Baseball should step in and say, you know, only this percentage of a total contract is allowed to be deferred or something like that. I don't know. I mean, a uh, dollar tomorrow is not worth the same as a dollar today. So if you're the Players Association – Uh, Maybe you're a little bit upset that, you know, this looks like this huge contract, but in reality, because of inflation, because the money's not going to be worth as much later on, maybe Otani's not getting paid as much. In fact, like the the Players Association valued the contract at something like $468 million or something like that, where it's, you know, $700 million uh, in actual value. So uh, there's a lot of financial people who are a lot smarter than me that can talk through this. Uh, My bottom line is I thought the Dodgers were – creative and finding a way to get it done. Uh, they put themselves in position to be able to have even more financial flexibility for this year. So I don't have a problem with it. I would probably want to see more teams do it as opposed to less teams do it. And doesn't it 
it from Otani's standpoint, isn't him isn't that him saying, listen, we'll defer the brunt of my contract so that you can afford other good players so that the 10 years that I'm here, we are guaranteed competitors and I my contract isn't an anchor on the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And he's already making more money in endorsements and other things like that than he's even making. I mean, this is he could he could never get paid a dollar for being a major league baseball player again and he would still be one of the most highly paid players in baseball just based off endorsements. So he doesn't need the money, so go somewhere where you can win. Well, and Matt, he he may go down in history as, you know, the number 1 or number 2 best baseball player of all time. Uh, I know that it's a fairly fresh contract, but is any details like coming out like in the contract? Is he going to be required to play both ways, or uh, none of that's been referenced? I don't think I don't think you can put that in a contract. I, I, that would probably go against the the rules of what can be put in a contract. The only the only stipulation that is in there, which is very interesting, is if the uh, controlling owner of the Dodgers or the president of baseball operations, Andrew Friedman, if either of them leave their position, he is allowed to opt out of the deal. So he has put something in there. He, he obviously has trust uh, in those two individuals, and he wants to make sure they're around. And from that, you know, if you're Andrew Friedman, that, that's the greatest job security in the history of mankind because all of a sudden the Dodgers say they want to fire him. Well, they fire him knowing that that's going to allow Otani to opt out of contract. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, look, like most things in life, the gulf between the rich and the poor seems to be getting bigger and bigger. And that's surely the case with uh, the Dodgers and the Yankees, the coastal teams compared to flyover country. Are we now getting to a serious point inside of Major League Baseball where we're going to have a competition issue because the payrolls are such? I mean, there's so out of control on the coast that a team like Kansas City or Minnesota just can't keep up. I don't think so. And look, there's if you're really smart with money and you've got all the money in the world, you're always going to have an advantage that a Kansas City and a Minnesota don't have. I'm not going to run away from, from that fact. But the bottom line is uh, we have seen teams that don't – you know, Minnesota was just in the playoffs. They just had a, a pretty solid season. Kansas City played in back-to-back World Series not that long ago. Uh, every team in baseball has been a playoff team in the last 10 years or so. So uh, the, the thing about baseball, because, you know, we just saw the Mets spend gobs and gobs and gobs of money like no team ever has before, and they didn't do anything this year. Basically the same sort of thing with the Padres. So there is an advantage to having the money. The, the Mets actually really scare me now because they've got a guy in David Stearns who's running that baseball operation now who's going to be very smart and he's going to spend money the right way, the kind of the way the Dodgers do. The Dodgers are a really, really smart team, and then they've got all the money to go along with it. Uh, but as as long as you continue to have smart people in your organization and, and you know how to draft and develop and do things like that, there's always going to be an opportunity for teams that don't spend as much money as the Mets, as the Dodgers, to be able to have success. Matt, a lot of the focus uh, in this uh, free agency offseason has been around world players. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Latin American players. We've always had the concentration of Latin American and American players playing in Major League Baseball. Am I right in thinking that baseball is becoming a bigger world sport and a lot of the names that I'm hearing now are coming from part places outside of Latin America in the United States? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think I still think Latin America is probably the the number one, you know, importer of, of of baseball players, for lack of a better term. And that sounds bad the way I just said that, but you understand the point that I'm trying to make. 
Uh, it is such a big deal there. One of my bucket list items, I've always wanted to go to like the Dominican Republic or Venezuela and go to some of their winter league games. I just hear that the environments for those are, are just absolutely crazy. But are we seeing, you know, I think the World Baseball Classic has put uh, a little bit more of a spotlight on some of these other countries, some of the European countries that are starting to produce uh, more more talent. So, yeah, it's a, a, the WBC and just um, I, I think the – the fact that yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day when I was at the uh, baseball winter meetings, um, I was talking to a guy who takes baseball to Egypt. That's like, he takes former major league baseball players and runs youth camps in Egypt. And I asked him, who's the favorite player for these Egyptian kids who have never seen baseball before. And he said, it's not a player. It's the team. It's the Yankees. So I think I don't, it, it probably doesn't really matter where you are in the world. Most places are going to know who the Yankees are and the internet and YouTube and everything just continues to make this world really a smaller place. Uh, for those Cardinals fans who have followed the career of Matt Carpenter, the Padres dumped him recently, and it looks like the Atlanta Braves are probably going to do the same. Yeah, so what I saw this morning is they're set to release him. So uh, they picked him up in a trade with the Padres where it was a salary dump for the Padres. The Braves took on his salary they were hopeful that they were going to be able to trade him. Uh, that is not happening, so they are just going to let him go. So now the question is, is he going to get another opportunity or is he going to call it a career? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if he, I don't know if he's going to have a major league contract sitting out there for him, but if he does want to try to continue on, I would think some team would be able to offer him a minor league contract with an invite to spring trading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, uh, this might be the end of the road for Matt Carpenter as far as his major league baseball career goes. I mean, it's... He was pretty popular for a while as a player. Wasn't that the whole salsa thing with the Cardinals here? Oh, yeah, yeah, huge. And, you know, when he came back to St. Louis for the first time, uh, well, I think it was as a member of the Yankees, it was such a, it was such a big deal. And he was doing press conferences. And uh, you know, he, is, he is a beloved Cardinal. So I'm sure once his playing career comes to an end, I would assume that we're going to see him in St. Louis a lot doing the – the Budweiser bashes and things. You know, the Cardinals are so good about bringing their alumni in. My my assumption would be that Matt Carpenter is certainly going to be one of those guys that we see here fairly often. But his career might not be over yet. You know, he's he's one year removed from a really really good season. All right, we're visiting with the sports fella right here at KMOX. He's none other than Matt Pauley. And Matt, I want to switch it up with you. Uh, I was one of those people with a little stung by seeing Craig Berube move on. Uh, boy, but the proof's been in the pudding. Uh, it did something to this team. They've won two in a row. Yeah, that that happens, though. Uh, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of anything. Uh, but go go tra- you know, track back coaching changes in any sport, and there's always a bump after a coaching change. It just it just happens. You know, guys feel a little bit more pressure in the locker room. There's a you've got that residue of the good stuff from the last coach plus the good stuff from from the next coach. Uh, you know, let's talk in a month and see what it looks like. And maybe it will look good. Maybe this was a, a, a sign that was really uh, was really needed and, and they're going to kind of take off from here. And if that's the case, good on Doug Armstrong for recognizing that and realizing it. But it's going to take a lot more than two games for me to think that there's going to be any lasting change because of the coaching change. And further sports news, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the assistant to the assistant coach of the Incarnate Word fifth grade boys <laughs> basketball team. I've heard that. Yep. Yeah, I know. Like when 
Yadier Molina was brought in as an assistant. I feel like a real connection with him. I know how that feels. It was a tough weekend for us. Not going to lie, a couple of games didn't go the way we wanted. We're hoping to rebound after the holidays, right? Come back stronger. But I will say this. By rebounding more, right? By rebounding more. We need to work on rebounds. Yep, yeah. Yeah. But I will say one of the best parts about being the assistant to the assistant coach of fifth grade basketball is just some of the comments that the kids will make. And I heard one. (laughs) It's just low key, but I think I'm going to start using it. So we had a good rebound or uh, steal. Something happened. I don't know. Our defense did something good. And... The, you know, everyone's cheering, and I don't know which boy said it, but I heard it just, you know, to the, we were sitting on the bench, and I hear it to the left. The steal happens, everyone cheers, and you hear one of the boys go, thank you for shopping at Schnooks. <laughs> I feel <What>? like <laughs> that's going to be my new go-to. It's the new mic drop is, thank you for shopping at Schnooks. <laughs> that's good. I think that's, that's good. a good mic drop. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Maybe you guys should do, like, for every game, the best comment coming off the bench and, you know, have some sort of a weekly award for the best the comment. The assistant to the assistant could be in charge I of mean, the comment of the week. There are a lot of good what ones. What other tasks do you have? Do you, like, clean the clothes? Or what, um, what does an assistant to the assistant mainly do? Mainly I hold a basketball under my arm. Uh-huh. Like, in the crook of your elbow, yeah. you know. Um, I stand there with the basketball uh-huh. under my arm, which is good. Uh, but there, I mean, it's it's such a fun age. There was another, in fifth grade, so you can't do a, a press. You can't press until the final two minutes of the second half or on on live balls. You can't press on a dead ball. So we, we're like, you can press. And everyone's yelling, full court press, full court press. And then I could hear a couple kids going, honestly, I don't know what a press is. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's. Sounds like I, the assistant and the head coach <laughs> has some work to do over there. Miss, uh, it's really assistant good. To the assistant. It's just such a real, it's a real age. It's where comments are unfettered and it's just so much fun so anyway the eagles the eagles are going to come back stronger after the new year you're yeah i remember to the i played uh i played jcca basketball growing up yep and uh, i i remember vividly my greatest performance ever uh it was it was fifth grade i believe maybe it was sixth grade it was somewhere in there and i scored 10 points in the first half of a game wow i didn't score in the second half but I never scored in double figures in my life. And I remember it to this day, my 10-point performance in one half of basketball, playing great JCCA basketball. It's such a great age. It's like a walking LeBron right here on the radio. It is. It's so much fun. Well, Matt, Polly, thank you so much. Uh, We'll talk to you, I think, one more time before Christmas, Congratulations, Matthew. Thank you. Yeah, and congratulations. And You're on tonight, isn't he? He's on tonight. Oh, Oh, my goodness. You on tonight, six to eight? Yes, yeah, sports, sports open line. As far as I know, six to eight. I do not believe we have Monday night football. No, we tonight, don't so. because I'm on okay. with you at eight o'clock. So I'll see you tonight. All right, I'll, I'll see you tonight then. <laughs> and Matt Polly, thank you for shopping at, at Schnucks. Schnucks. Talk to you guys soon. You are now <laughs> you free too. to move about the country. <laughs> hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.